do it to build a community. That is the quickest way to grow. It does grow. take it's time, but if you're not feeling that love, like maybe the blogging traffic. thing is. We need to get traffic. We need to get a lot of traffic. You wake up and you're not getting as many downloads as, as you want. Or telling your readers, you you're going to make a fraction of the amount of money that you make. Thousand a month. For me, like it worked because I just kind of outlast. Take the risk of putting yourself out there and be unique and be unique. This is not a blog. This is a business. I'm Jessica Ojek. What's up? What's up, Nick Loper? I'm Tanya from Our Next Life. Nick True. I'm Jessica Moran. I'm Monica Louise. I'm JD Rock, and you're listening. You to- are listening, and you're listening to the Do You Even Blog podcast. Let me ask you a question: Would you rather have 500 podcast subscribers or 10,000 Twitter followers? Twitter followers, not so engaged. I don't know how many percentage of them see your content. 500 podcast subscribers get your new episodes pushed to their phone automatically every time you publish. They will always see that podcast episode in their app. They will either listen to it or delete it. You will take 500 podcast subscribers every day of the week. You should. I just got back from podcast movement in Orlando, Florida, just a few days ago at this point, and I was going to turn this into a blog post, but that would take a lot of time, and I'm doing some other really great content this week that's probably more valuable, quite frankly. So I figured I would come semi-live with you guys, podcast listeners, and give you my biggest takeaways from the conference. I don't even know how many of these there are. I could make you a bullet list like the nine top takeaways from podcast movement, but I'm actually not even sure there are nine. I have no idea. I just wrote down some notes. So I thought me and you, we could uh, switch things up. We could just have like a little conversation here in your car or in your house, wherever you happen to be. Let's talk about podcasting for a second. Here are my takeaways from podcast movement 2019. Number one, it is easier to impact people from podcasts. Guy Raz, a former NPR, you know, celebrity, in my opinion, because I used to listen to NPR, three of the top 20 podcasts are from Guy Raz, involve Guy Raz. How impressive is that for one thing? He talked a lot about audio and how it impacts people, how it like makes a difference in people. One thing it has that text does not have is super easy to detect nuance. I can tell you from my voice if I'm tired. Like, I just sound tired right now, don't I? Or when I'm super excited about online impact, I honest to goodness think this is going to be an incredible thing. You can see that in my voice. You can hear that nuance that shares my emotions, so to speak, right? You can do this in writing, but it is a lot harder, a lot harder. This is a good thing video has going for it as well. On my way back from podcast movement in the car, I had an eight-hour drive. I was listening to The Ballad of Billy Balls from Crime Town. It is a true crime podcast. It impacted me. I was emotional in the car listening to this podcast. It's a fantastic story. I was almost had to pull over to the side of the road just to cry a little bit. Like It's such an incredible story, and it's told with such nuance, and it just conveys emotion in such a way that I would never have gotten from a book. If that story were a book, I never would have gotten the same emotional reaction, or at least it would have been a lot harder for the author. It's easier to impact people with a podcast. Takeaway number two, companies are pouring money into podcasting. I will not forget walking into the expo hall at Podcast Movement. There's a lot of people going around. It's a fun conference environment. It's loud. It's noisy. I see some friends over there. I see these companies starting to like set up their booths or whatnot. And then, boom, I look up and there is like a 30, 
foot tall Spotify, almost like a pavilion. It's crazy. There's like ivy all over it. They had a like free espresso bar with a barista right there. They had some couches pulled up with a carpet. It said Spotify for podcasters. There's people talking. They just had baskets sitting out with t-shirts. Just like, take as many as you want. Just take them. You don't even have to like come talk to us and our reps here at the podcast booth. Spotify, I don't know how much money it costs, but they put a lot of money into this booth for the conference. And right across the way was Google. Right across the way was iHeartRadio. And all of these companies coming in here are spending a lot of money on podcasting. What does that tell you? What does that tell you about the medium and where they think podcasting is going? Super side note here. I'm whispering to get some emotion across. Did you know that Spotify acquired Gimlet Media last year as one of the bigger podcast production companies? Did you know that they actually acquired Anchor as well? It was the largest acquisition for podcasting in the history of podcasting. What are they going to do with it? I don't know. I asked their reps, and their reps would not tell me. I was like, what is Spotify doing for podcasting? This is super exciting, but no one knows. And the reps told me, we don't know either. They keep everything a secret from us. I found that very interesting. So next point here, next takeaway, all of these companies at Podcast Movement are just doing incredible things. All of these like recording technology like Zencaster and Squadcast and all these advertising companies that make it super easy. It's kind of like a AdSense or a Mediavine. It makes it easy to insert ads in your podcast without you actually doing it. Like the companies, the technology does it. It's going crazy. All the editing tools like Hindenburg and like, I don't know. I love Hindenburg. So I just remember them. Uh, all what I'm saying is it's never been easier to produce a podcast. That's a good thing. And a bad thing. This happened with blogging as well. Once it became super, super, super easy to start a blog, more and more companies and more and more people started blogging. More and more people are starting podcasts now because it's easier than ever before. But what does that mean? It means the space is becoming more crowded. It's more difficult to stand out. It's more difficult to grow your downloads. And it's going to be way more difficult a year from now. Two years from now, the time might be now to start a podcast. Actually, the time to start a podcast was 10 years ago. But the second best time is now. Next takeaway is on linking to your podcast. On your show notes from your website, where do you link to? You link to iTunes, i.e. Apple Podcasts now. You link to Google Play, maybe. That's what mine was. I linked to Stitcher. I linked to Spotify. I even linked to Overcast. You don't want to do that anymore. You want to link to two places and two places only. Google Podcast, not Google Play. You should not be linking to Google Play right now. You should be linking to Google Podcast and you should be linking to Apple Podcast. Why? A whole host of reasons that you can read up on podnews.net. I will provide a link in the show notes to this episode. It's actually from a guy named James Cridlin who's actually coming on the podcast my own podcast, in a week or two to talk about this very thing, I will save that information for that podcast. But you should be linking to Google Podcasts and you should be linking to Apple Podcasts. And there's some very compelling reasons that will be, I guess, shared on that episode. There you go. Next takeaway is that podcasts are growing. You can actually see some of the data and see an image I'm pulling from Edison Research. A dude by the name of Tom gave a keynote. It was so good. Uh, 
I will put that in the show notes as well. Data doesn't work very well in podcasts, and I don't have it in front of me right now. Anyways, okay, next takeaway. Podcasts work well with word-of-mouth marketing, which is becoming more important. I'm going to say that again. Podcasts, the way podcasts grow, is mainly through word-of-mouth marketing. You just don't really acquire a lot of new podcasts on any given day like you might a new blog. Podcasts work well with word-of-mouth marketing, and word-of-mouth marketing is becoming more important than ever. (laughs) Ever. We can't trust Facebook. We can't trust Google to recommend us stuff anymore because we're hit with a bunch of ads. We're hit with a ton of blogs. It's becoming even more important to rely on what our friends tell us is good, right? Our friends and family. Word-of-mouth marketing is becoming more and more important, and podcasts work really well with word-of-mouth marketing. There should be a little hint, hint in there. It might be easier to grow podcasts than it is grow a blog in the future. I'm not saying right now. I'm not saying that. It might be in the future. Word of mouth is becoming more important. Podcasts work with word of mouth. Okay, next point. You should start a podcast, but you can start small. A lot of people see me saying this. You should start a podcast. Everybody should start a podcast. Everybody listening to the Do You Have a Blog podcast should start a blog podcast. A podcast, even. Yes, I truly believe that, actually. I do believe all of you should start, but the good news is you don't have to learn editing. You don't have to learn a digital audio workstation. You don't have to learn anything other than just talking in front of some microphone, i.e. your phone. You can use Anchor to start and start today. Yes, you're going to stink at it, but you stink at blogging when you first started. Whenever you launched your first product, I'm sure it wasn't that great. You had to make minor improvements. You had to get better. It's the same thing with podcasting, and you can start small, but do start. Start small, but do start. I think everyone should be at least experimenting with this for several months and just seeing what happens at this point. Seriously. Like, if you have a blog, start a podcast. Do it on Anchor. Do it for free. Don't spend any money. Don't buy any equipment. Don't use any editing software whatsoever. Have fun with it. Make something interesting for your audience for six months. Share it with them and see what happens. That's all I ask. Maybe nothing happens and then you can quit. But I think everybody should experiment with starting a podcast. Even if you just start small, start. Next takeaway, there's only two more here launching a podcast. It used to be, oh, I'm going to try and get in iTunes, new and noteworthy. Well, those days are gone for several reasons. One, iTunes is gone. Second, news and new and noteworthy is, you can't, you can't crack that cookie. I'm sorry. Maybe if you're in Gimlet Media and you're launching a new show to millions of people, yeah, maybe you could crack that. Most of you listening to this podcast cannot. I'm really sorry. You might get super lucky and that's great. Good for you. A proper way to launch these days is to launch with Google in mind. Why? Google's starting to index actual podcast episodes. They started this a week ago. From the time of this recording today, last week, Google started showing podcast episodes indexed in search results. Like, you can literally click play in Google search results. Huh, interesting. So, what do we do for launching? It means this, ready? You have a website for your podcast, or if you're a blogger, you already have one. Good for you, by the way. You create your first episode, like the introductory episode to your podcast, episode zero, I like to call it, just three to five minutes saying who you are, what your podcast is about. It's very important because a lot of people go back and start with episode one, and this is the episode you want them to see. People that are new to your podcast, you want them to listen to this episode. So make it good. Make it count, by the way. 
But you launch that, you upload to Apple Podcasts, or you apply to Apple Podcasts, excuse me, you hit go, and then you wait a month. Why? Let it be indexed. You can put it on your website at that point in time. Like you can make a separate podcast category, maybe put podcast on your menu. You can also apply to Spotify after you get accepted. You give yourself a month to kind of get it going without actually launching, without telling your audience yet. And then you launch. Then you have one to three episodes that you launch on launch date after a month where Google now has you indexed. And hopefully, you'll be connected to all of your other apps like TuneIn, like Spotify, like Google Podcast, etc. by that point. If you don't do that, you risk anybody who has an iPhone, which, by the way, is not a lot in the United States. It's only like 30 40%. Globally, it's like 70% of smartphone users have Android devices. You might actually risk not being able to reach those people. You want to be on Google Podcast at this day and time. In 2019 and beyond, you need to be on Google Podcast. You need to make that happen. Launch with an episode zero. Wait a month. Get your website set up. Get that ready to go. Get on Google Podcast. Let them index that single episode. And then, boom, launch. Then you can go. And the last takeaway right here is more about conferences in general. You can go to sessions. I went to one and a half sessions of Podcast Movement, and it was great. I really enjoyed them, actually. But... I also learn from talking to people. You learn from talking to people. It's not just networking, trying to find more guest posts, trying to find more sponsors for your blog, trying to connect with brands, trying to get your selfie taken with Pat Flynn. It's not all about that sort of networking. You can also learn stuff from other people. Naturally, you will start talking about their business, what they do. You can ask questions about that. Oh, wait, you're launching your first product? What tools are you using for that? Oh, I've never heard of that software before. What are you doing for this? What are you doing for that? It's okay to ask questions. And in fact, it's really, really good networking form. You will probably learn more from asking people questions and just engaging in networking at these bigger events than the actual sessions especially if you have the virtual replays, right? If you buy that for podcast movement or FinCon or social media marketing world or any of that stuff, you can learn from networking and you can't get that on replay. Okay, this has been a long and rambly episode. I hope you enjoyed this. I hope you're seriously, seriously taking me seriously, seriously taking me serious when I say that you should dabble in podcasting. I really do believe that it's gonna to continue to grow. Actually, one more takeaway, now that I think about it. People don't really abandon podcasts. It's funny, we thought radio was gonna go the way of the dodo when MTV came out and music videos came on. No, radio's stronger than ever. In fact, radio's stronger than MTV <laughs> at the moment. I would probably argue, radio's not going anywhere. Podcasts also aren't really going anywhere. Ever since I discovered podcasts back in 2009, I still listen to podcasts. Like, I don't, I can't think of any time where I've stopped. I don't commute as much anymore, so I don't listen as much as I did in 2013, 2014, when I lived in Atlanta and commuted a lot, but I still listen to them. That's interesting. They have staying power. Think about that. Okay, now I will truly sign off. That is the end of my takeaways from Podcast Movement in the Orlando, Florida. It was a lot of fun. Big shout out to Lee Huffman for giving me a place to stay in his timeshare. Lee is an awesome podcaster. Truly enjoyed his podcast, by the way. We traveled there.com. He didn't sponsor this episode or anything, but I give him a shout out. And shout out to all my FinCon people that I hung out with there. You guys are awesome. 
highly encourage anybody interested in podcasting, go to Podcast Movement next year. It was a fantastic time. It was a lot of fun. I learned a ton this year, a lot more than I thought I was. And that's all I got. Thank you so much for listening. I sincerely appreciate it. If you have any questions, email Pete at doyouevenblog.com. Spoiler alert, you can actually join the email list if you're not on there already. And I have a YouTube video that showcases my podcasting software stack. That's going to be coming up this week as well as podcasting interviews with Lee Huffman, as mentioned, Joe Salcihai from the Stacking Benjamins podcast, and one or two more over the coming weeks. I think it's going to be amazing. I love talking about podcasting. I think audio is a great way to go. I hope you think so too. There you go. You will have a wonderful week. I will see you on the interwebs. Adios.